0: A voice sweet like a butterfly, a tongue that stings like a honeybee, your Sister Love Extraordinaire, a.k.a. Red Sonia, the song bee. Welcome to another episode of Sister Love Untethered and Under the Radar podcast. You can support this podcast by hitting the share button, subscribe, and leave a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or Google Play. You can also make a donation by visiting Patreon forward slash Sister Love. Leave a comment on Facebook, Sister Love Extraordinaire page. Tell us your pH level for the week. And check out the H3 blog, that's Humor, Health, Happiness, at h3life.blogspot.com. So, let's get this thing rocking. Alright, it's another day. Another Sunday, and uh, with Sister Love Untethered and Under the Radar podcast. Welcome to episode twenty-three. This is your host, Sister Love Song B, uh, aka Red Sonia, aka Auntie Coco, and welcome. I got my sister across the pond.
1: Hi, how you doing?
0: (laughs) All is good. We got Colleen Moore. Giving us the Black Brit side of everything.
1: Yes, giving you the whole lowdown, the whole Black Brit perspective on what's going on in the world right now.
0: Amen. And you know what? And I'm glad to have you a second week in a row. So to anybody that's uh, joining us for the first time, welcome to uh, Sister Love Untethered Under the Radar. We are all about women of color, particularly are uh, African diaspora women, and uh, this is where we're unapologetic about our opinions and discussions that's relevant to making our lives better, brighter, and more harmonious. With that being said, how you living, particularly? It,
1: yeah, I, I wouldn't say there's anything particular. I'm just trying to, you know, stay on my path and stay in my purpose, and keep my 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 health and my 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 wellness on track
0: and we know how important that is hey i do want to share something this is a little tip on a beauty tip since i have time to be at home you know, during this time, and I'm not in a corporate environment or anything like that. No one has to see me. Unfortunately, I don't know. Maybe fortunately, there's no man <laughs> that has to see me. So, by the way, my my boobs are getting to know my stomach real well because I have no bra on. <laughs> I've never gone so many days without a bra. <laughs> but okay. I've been experimenting with a healthy, a healthier. Uh, getting my hair more healthier with uh you know the, the a tight curly texture, so i've been exploring uh researching cactus that real popular in the um Mexican and indigenous cultures of uh Mexico and Central America and there are places that actually uh, in Central America they use it for shampoo, so I bought the cactus leaf they call it nopales or nopales. And I've combined it with oils and and fenugreek seed and created a conditioner, kind of a leave-in spray conditioner. Now, I've done something a little weird and unique. I've researched Shebe powder, the C-H-E-B. It comes from Chad. The Chadian women of Africa use this that have hair textures similar to ours. Some of them, you know, they're, they're kind of, I think, Chadian women are a mixture of your central and Northern African women. So they have a a texture hair that tends to grow long, but very deep wave or tight tighter curls, but their hair goes down to their waist be from using the Chebe powder, which seals in moisture and texture is kind of a dirt in a sense. It's really from a seed. But it, it protects their hair from, you know, breakage and stuff like that. And it's just traditional for them. So I thought, you know, for 30 days, darn it, I'm exploring. I'm on an explorative path, <laughs> you know, being on a <laughs> lockdown. And it's like nobody has to sleep next to me. They don't have to smell me. They don't have to see me. And uh, so I'll keep you posted. I'm one week in to with the Shebe and the uh, nopales, so we'll see how this works.
1: See how it works. You know, it's funny, you're talking about hair care. just want to quickly share with you, Mm -hmm. this morning I was looking at online, there was all this stuff around this guy called Benny Harlem. Have you heard of him? Mm Mm-mm. So so Benny Harlem, he's a guy, Mm -hmm. um, he's in the World Guinness Book of Records for having the longest, the highest high top. Huh. But apparently he has hair down to his back really? and his daughter has hair down to her back and they use all these um well, apparently they use all these natural ingredient products on their on their hair. Now where's he but from? some of the stuff he's 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 from the United States. He lives in Harlem. I think that's why he calls himself Benny Harlem. Benny um, Harlem but there's all, okay. Harlem, but there's also a lot of controversy around his products. Oh, he has um, products. He has products, but they sell girl for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Really? Hundreds of dollars. <gasps> but there's a lot oh of my
0: god! Stuff I just around. pulled them up on the internet. This dude's hair is ridiculous.
1: Well, there's a lot of controversy saying that is it really his hair? A lot of his images. You look at a lot of his images. They are photoshopped.
0: Oh, but, yeah, um,
1: yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to mention him as you were talking about hair care.
0: Wow. Um, I just wanted
1: to mention him and the products and the things that he's doing. I'm not trying to promote him or anything because there is controversy around. Right, him. But right. But I just wanted to mention him.
0: Because this looks really, I mean, wow. I see that he's got the World Guinness Record holder for hair.
1: For the highest high top, I believe that high is. high
0: top. Okay. Yes. And now they're showing he has hair braids down, like to his waist, and I'm not sure, you know what, um, you know what, what year that is. But at the same time, depending on, I mean, I see some ridiculous picture of Afro of him and a daughter.
1: That's right. Yeah. Wow. So apparently. Okay, the article I read this morning was saying that within this is where the controversy came in because there's a before picture of the little girl two years prior mm-hmm. with just sort of like standard little you know plaits in with little bobbles on the end, mm-hmm. and then fast forward two years and her hair is down her back. And basically, he's claiming it's these products that he's using, and the uh... controversy is that you know is is he duping the African American community? by charging all these hundreds of dollars for these products that may not and do not actually work. So, yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. Interesting. This is really, I'm glad you brought that to my attention.
1: Maybe maybe that's a future topic. Maybe that's a
0: future topic. Okay. We'll have to, we'll have to, uh, Put that in the parking lot. On the, yeah, because uh, <laughs> that definitely is interesting.
1: We'll have to it's talk. Interesting. A, we'll it's have interesting. Let's do a little research. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
0: Wow. Okay. You know what? Um, about two weeks? No. Um, last no. Back in January, February. Uh, I think it was episode 20, um, 21. We did a here in the states the uh, the sister love uh, topic was on natural hair. And, and, okay. and it was about uh, getting um, you know, uh, in the states what we did or what they did here in the states was finally to make it unlawful to be prejudiced against anyone with natural hair. That was episode 21. We called it Are You Happy to be Nappy? And right. so they passed the, uh, the Crown Act. Which is create a respectful and open workplace for natural hair. So it prohibits discrimination Mm. uh, in the workplace for your hairstyle and uh, the Crown Act. And it's a California law. Of course, California being, you know, between California and New York, the most forward yes, the (laughs) leaders of progressive thinking and legal and social progressive movements. So yeah, that's uh, so yeah. We'll definitely have to revisit uh, Benny Harlem. Yeah, speaking Mm -hmm. of hair, thanks for that. That's interesting. Wow, that's pretty doggone amazing. Well, speaking of (laughs) textured hair, (laughs) I don't know if this is a segue, (laughs) but our topic is um, about our uh, queen sister. I'm going to call him. Well, she's not a queen, but Duchess. The um, Meghan Markle, Harry and Meghan. So I want to say there's something about Meghan and Harry because the media oh. has been obsessed with uh, Meghan and Harry, particularly since Meghan came into his life. I don't think he's received this kind of attention like he has globally, and you know, oh no, since. certainly
1: not. No, certainly not. I mean, you know, he has received attention of some sorts for other women that he has dated which have all been pretty much sort of white, you know, very middle class, arist- arist- aristocratic women. Mm-hmm. But he's received more attention because now he's, uh, you know, well, married now. To a biracial woman who is not aristocratic, so this has caused, you know, a lot of a lot of intrigue, if we want to call it that, amongst many other things, um, in the way that the that the British press have reported on their relationship.
0: What a little drop of blood, African blood, will do. Not only give you texture to your hair, but cause a, a media pansy, you know, mania, you know, when yes. you marry a royal. So keep that in mind, right. ladies.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, she's not the first, she's not the first mixed heritage person to marry into the royal family. Oh. A lot of people don't know there was Please another, tell me. Um, There was another princess in the 17th century, uh, Princess Charlotte, um, that also married into the royal family. She had, she was princess, I think her surname was like Mecklenburg, I can't remember. Hmm. But yeah, there was another princess um, of mixed heritage, Hmm. um, Charlotte something. Really? So Meghan Markle is not the first.
0: So was Charlotte mixed with an African background or Yes.
1: Yes, she was.
0: Wow. Okay. That married yes, into royalty. Yes. Okay. British royalty. And you say about the seventeenth century? Alright. We'll have to look that up. That's yeah. that's interesting and interesting. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, so do you think that Meghan was ever accepted by the, first of all, British society? So we we, let's do a little chronology and go back about a few years. I want to start, first of all, just a little bit going back with the British media is ferocious. I thought the American media was tough, but you guys, you bested it. You know, the U.K. media best it when it comes to, you know, uh, uh, tabloids and muckraking media. I believe it started in the U.K. before there was even a U.S., you know, America. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, they certainly don't hold back. (laughs) And they love us really good sensational headline. They definitely don't hold back in their reporting. I mean, some of the tabloids, you know, they have been, a couple of them have been, you know, notoriously racist um, to the point where, you know, there was a a lot of black British people that literally just stopped buying certain newspapers because of the way they, you know, the, the front page headlines were always sensationalized when it come to any any reporting of anything to do with anybody of african or afro-caribbean descent
0: so i did Um, a little looking just researching and i came up with things and these are past names of tabloids but like they prefer to once megan came into the factored in they used terms like buckingham malice uh Mm. Mega, 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 <laughs> Everything about her mm. background that's negative. Uh, they refer mm. to uh, uh, Harry as uh, formerly lo- known as Prince. What is he? The the royalty, formerly, formerly known as Prince. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, you know, so that gives. Keeps- Hurricane Megan.
1: Yeah, so that gives you a sample of, you know, the way they are, you know, for for them to say formally known as as a prince, he would always be known as a prince. He would never lose that title. He was born a prince. He's going to be a prince. Right. And that's that. I mean, what what that suggests is that somehow Megan has turned him into something else. Wow! Yeah, and this yes. is this is what what a lot of the um, the British press has kind of latched onto, and have continued to kind of you know sensationalise in in their reporting is that you know Meghan wears the trousers, and the Prince is merely just you know following along with... Right, or or
0: being drug around with a noose around his neck and she's holding the end of it. They're horrible, right? No, no, no.
1: Yeah, that's that's totally not the case. That's totally not the case. I mean, if we do look at the timeline, if we'd like, you know, just look at the timeline of the relationship Mm -hmm. and kind of in, 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 from the time they met which was I believe in around about 2016
0: when Harry um, met Megan,
1: <laughs> when Harry met Meghan his life changed forever and right. for the good I will <laughs> say that for the better
0: <laughs> right um, she brings you know, out the best was, in him
1: oh I think so I think he was just waiting for somebody like her Right. because you know he had dated a lot of other women and they come from you know different backgrounds to Megan let's just be be honest about that but obviously there's something that's very very special about her mm-hmm. that made him want to marry her
0: right cuz they actually dated and, about 2 years before they got engaged
1: yeah i think it was just yeah just just under 2 years okay um that they dated so In November 2016 was when the the palace first issued a statement that confirmed that they were a couple and that they were seeing each other. So that's making it, like, official, if you like. Right. Um, And then, you know, if we fast forward to um, November 20, in in the same, the following year, November, Mm -hmm. Harry, it's announced that they're engaged. Mm -hmm. So within a year, that announcement comes through. And then the following year is when they get married, May 2018. They marry at Windsor Castle. Mm-hmm. Um, that was streamed live around the world. I think something like 2 billion people watched this.
0: Right.
1: Massive, and then, you know, fairy tale wedding. And
0: think about it May has been a wonderful month for them because in May 2019, they had little Archibald.
1: They did. A year later, a year later, they had the baby. Now, what's really interesting, there's a couple of interesting facts around that, which Mm -hmm. are that, number one, it's normally royal protocol that when anybody within the royal family has a, a child, they are photographed on the steps of the um of the hospital as they're kind of leaving okay. maybe two three, four days after having the baby. Right. Now Megan chose that she did not want to be photographed on the that the steps. Now how oh, was that taken? Um, well that wasn't taken very well again. Mm. You know, I think that was like the first sign that You know, this was somebody who was going to do things in her own way, Mm -hmm. on her own terms. Mm -hmm. And that did not go down well. I mean, you know, we know the press kind of went crazy with that, but I'm sure the royal family itself were not happy about that. That wasn't, you know... we don't know what the, true, the, the, the Queen's true feelings were around that, but I can imagine she wasn't very happy because it's a break from protocol.
0: Right. Oh, wow.
1: So that was the that was the first thing.
0: So mm. she didn't want
1: to be photographed. And you imagine, I mean, you know, I, I, I couldn't imagine after having my son, people wanting to take pictures of me three days after leaving hospital because I looked an absolute mess.
0: Right. And most
1: mums do. You know, you don't want to be photographed. All you want to do is go home, be with your baby and just be in that bonding phase right. you don't want people taking pictures they're going to be plastered yeah. across the front page of every newspaper but Megan so I, so
0: I, I think w- so what she's doing is she, she put her foot down and and basically mm-hmm. her and said the hell with protocol we're not doing yeah. that today not
1: today yes not today, not any day, basically. <laughs> okay, so that that was the first thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing um, around the birth of their their ch- their son Archie is that he was not given a title. They chose not to give him a title when mm-hmm. all royal births they normally have a title: prince, princess, duke, whatever it may be. They chose not to give him a title.
0: Hmm. What do you so think again, about that was the second. What do you think about that? What do
1: I think about mm-hmm. it? Well, I think you know. To me, I just feel like it's up to them. At the end of the day, they are the parents of the child. True. Whatever they choose to do, it's entirely up to them. But I, th- I also feel that that was the, those were the early stages of them setting their own.
0: So, so tell yeah. me something. I gotta ask you something. That's a good point about the title. Okay. So, as let's just think future moving forward. He becomes uh, an adult. I wonder if there's something in because this is totally against typical British uh, rule, policy, customary, you know, procedures. If he has the right to claim a title on his own after becoming a certain age now again this has probably never been faced you know the british uh, uh, royalty has never been faced with anything like this but i wonder uh, because uh, if that means that he it exercises a right if he wants to then i think that's uh, that's wonderful you know as an adult if he if he has that option i don't know what well,
1: if he wants to and that might be you know why they did that he said you know if he wants to you know we'll give him that choice when he's an adult maybe he does have that choice when he's an adult I actually don't know to be honest whether he could do that or whether we couldn't but maybe that was their reasoning to say well look you know we're not going to give him a title but if he chooses to in later life that's something you can look at I mean you can buy you can buy a title you can buy a lordship did you know that well, actually...
0: I mean when they name uh actors and and crown them uh what's his Ooh. name that uh was James Bond uh year for many years what's his name and he got the title oh, Sean, Sean Connery Sean Connery or Anthony Sir Anthony uh, what's his name that played Lex Hannibal Lexus Lex what's his name
1: Oh yes um oh his name is Scotty but I know Yeah Sir is.
0: Anthony whatever and the you know yes. may receive titles. Well,
1: these are people that are knighted by the. They're queen, knighted. So they're knighted. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's a completely so, different thing. That's now, a completely different thing.
0: Okay, when you say you can buy titles, so this is interesting because now this is. I'm sorry, I'm going to go a little off and we'll come back on track, but so yeah. I'm thinking there's a show here called Housewives, and, and in fact. They did a housewife show of the UK or London, but you know we have all these housewife shows, and these are supposed to be women <gasps> of a certain wealth or you know a social life. Yeah, and I think yeah. in a couple of them, there was one woman in New York, Housewives of New York, and she w- was married to a, a former guy, a count, count, right? Yeah. she kept calling herself countess exactly yeah she's
1: no longer married to him but she i know the one it's house was new york
0: yeah leanne i think is her name yes and yes. new york and i was and there was some yes. in the show there was some comment somebody took a, a swipe at her that it's like she's no real countess. he was never a real count in the first place so when you say you could buy mm. a title i wonder if you have a certain wealth that you could yes. actually acquire titles absolutely Absolutely. Wow! I did not know that. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. Yes, I just need okay. to know. <laughs> Interesting.
1: Yes. Oh, and by so, the yeah, name Anthony, two, it,
0: the the actor's name is Anthony Hopkins.
1: That's him. Yeah. He's Welsh, I believe. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. So, so back to the timeline of events. So, as I as I mentioned, the birth of the child. He, he, there was no photographs taken uh-huh. on the outside the hospital steps and he's not been given a title hmm. okay so those were the first two breaks from royal protocol that we had actually you know seen them exert right um, Which... and I think from there it was clear that they were going to do things in their, their way. Own way.
0: I did it my way. That's what Megan said, <laughs> and not only that, that's, that's what
1: Megan said.
0: So those little things—I mean—that was the beginning of the British press was, getting their britches in a bundle. The yes. beginning.
1: That was the beginning. I mean, they'd already started, you know, when, when he first started dating her, they'd already started, mm. you know, what, the, the, the Sun newspaper, which is one of our, our big tabloid newspapers here, the one that, yeah, uh, are, are quite racist. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Their, their headline story was, um, in reference to Megan was that she is, quote, straight out of Compton.
0: Now, that's a real dick. Uh,
1: you know, that's a real thing. because
0: even in all the way across the pond, all the way in <laughs> in the United Kingdom, even Compton <laughs> has <laughs> a ghetto, a reference of ghettoism. I mean, that followed me exactly in California, moving from Southern California to Northern California and telling people I'm from L.A. This was even with other African-Americans. It's like, oh, you're from L.A. Oh, girl, stop. Just admit it. You're from Compton. It's like you wouldn't know right. the difference between L.A., West Hollywood, Compton, Beverly Hills, Culver City. What would you know? But they, you know, it's right. really meant to be a negative dig. So, of course,
1: isn't and it? And imagine here in the U.K. for oh. people. I mean, I, I, you know, I lived in California, so I know parts of California and, right. you know, I've been to L.A., Spent a week in LA with you, didn't I? Yeah, your, and, your house. and we
0: was, ain't never fun. been in Compton.
1: <laughs> and we we didn't even go to Compton. No, I'm so not. I'm no not knocking idea. Compton.
0: Anybody from Compton I'm listening, just want you to know, no. not knocking Compton. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying. But what
1: I'm saying, yeah, but what I'm saying is from a from a British perspective, you know what we know of Compton. Um. And for most of us that have never been to uh, California or the United States right. or, you know, this is about a frame of reference. Exactly. And this is about painting a picture of what we what we know in our minds of Compton, yeah? Yeah. So that was a very, very sensational headline.
0: But yeah. Well, so they're trying to, you know, really immediately paint a color of... Megan as being uh, a, a woman that's been uh, uncultured, brought up with lacking um, uh, exposure, lacking culture, lacking class. Uh, and just well, this is what it really beyond it's rough really around about the class.
1: edges. Right. It's about class because it's basically saying, well, how can this woman have any etiquette? Right. You know, how can this woman possibly have any etiquette? How can she possibly be with a prince? <laughs> you know, this is this is the, the inference.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: This is the infer- inference. um
0: inference. So okay. So, so that-
1: as a as a result of all of this negative, racist, sexist, classist um, bashing of Meghan by the media. um they do take out legal action now um, in October twenty. 20- mm.
0: uh, no, I yeah okay. So they I, they do the legal action, but I just want to mention just a couple of headlines like titles and references. Words that they you know besides being out of uh, straight out of Compton, they've used terms mm. like uh, Buckingham malice, um, megapedia. Uh, they refer to Harry as formerly known as Prince. They refer to her Ooh. as Hurricane Megan, and one of her biggest critics that I am not fond of is Pierce Morgan.
1: Oh gosh, he's horrible. Oh gosh, hideous. Did you hear? Did you did you hear what he said about her?
0: Well, he said a lot, but which? <laughs> What's the latest?
1: <laughs> I mean, basically, he was basically saying, you know, she's vulgar, she's this, she's classless. I mean, oh, and he's never met.
0: You know what? Now, one thing I do know that I came across that he said that he says that she's attention getting and she's a gold digger, basically, that she wants to be a global superstar. He acts like he acts like Trump. He acts like Uh he has a personal thing against this woman, a personal offense against this woman, as if Uh just the very existence of her has offended him. And his moral character, if he had one. Uh, you know, so, I mean, he's horrible. And,
1: and you know, this guy is a close, he's a friend of your president. Well, that's Did why you know that?
0: I said he acts like him. You know, he was in yeah. the, the show Apprentice. And I don't know if you guys ever saw the show there. Yes. Yeah, he was, I, you know.
1: I knew, I knew he was, uh, yeah, on The Apprentice. Yeah.
0: So he's got all kind of backing that's why i said he that's why they became so close because he talks and behaves and acts like donald trump mm. trumphoniously
1: <laughs> and the thing is i mean piers morgan has a huge platform here he pre- he presents our um you know, like your good morning America. Yeah. I House saw is, that um, good
0: morning Britain in this Brit-
1: Britain. Yeah. Right. So he, he has a huge platform here and you know, a, a lot of people don't really listen to what he says. They take it all with a pinch of salt. There's a lot of people He's that really home. don't like him and like his opinions, but there's a lot of people that do like him. And there's a lot of people that, you know, do hang on to every word that he says. Well, you know, I um, did
0: see something, I think he was on, um, in, this was late March. And there's a, a, I think the woman, there was a woman on the panel of Good Morning uh, Britain and uh, there was an argument going back and forth. And the woman, I think she's uh, mixed with uh, uh, East Indian heritage and she was trying to defend Meghan to him. And she was saying, look, I know what it's like, you know, to have all of these racial slurs and attack by the media and so forth. I want to say her name is like Sandigram, something like that. Anyway and he was just on a furious actually I'm sorry it was in back in in uh january and this is all mm-hmm. before the whole brexit or mexit whatever they were calling it and mm-hmm. he just said such vicious horrible slanderous malicious uh attacks against megan and he takes it he gets so temper tempermented and I mean, and
1: it gets t- very personal. It's infurious. like
0: it's very personal, isn't it? Yes, it's very extremely personal. personal. So, and he's never met her. But this is, oh, he kept defending, uh, when the woman was saying the attacks, she was calling the attacks as racist. He was just infuriated. It's like, and he was a staunch defender of these attacks. He says, why do they have to be racist? What's racist about this? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, how can you not say it's racist? It's clear. I mean, yes. a blind man, a deaf person, could see. Come on.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, and that that really did annoy me. I mean, I saw a lot of the coverage with him really, really slating her, and I just thought, wow, this is so like uncalled for for somebody you've never met. What has she done to you? And you know, the thing is, what. You know, it's very difficult uh, as for a white person to understand black racism, mm. yeah, mm. and what it looks like and the undertones of it.
0: Yeah. Well, when you it's say black very, racism, very do you mean racism against black people or black racism yeah. blacks or against what, black?
1: What we've ex- no, what we've experienced. Oh, okay.
0: yes, Yes.
1: Yeah. What we have experienced. What we continue to experience. It's is you will never understand it if you are not a person of color that has gone through it and experienced it.
0: So let's go back to the um, um, some of the chronology after they she had the baby and they they right were... so she
1: so when she had the baby they had the baby in in May 2019 so literally a year after they got married yes. and then the following month was another big move that they made which mm. was. They split their charities that they were running along with Prince Harry and um, the Princess, you know, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. They
0: split their uh, charities. Oh, William? Is that William? That's William and
1: Kate. Kate and William, right? Oh,
0: so they they separated from them. Party. They
1: separated. So what? So what that meant was where they were running the charities together Mm -hmm. and where they had the same... um, They were all living in Kensington Palace. They had the same staff. They literally broke away from them completely. And this is when they moved out to Frogmore Cottage, the cottage that's on the grounds Mm. of the Windsor estate. So that was a big move. They they split the charities and they moved to to have more independence. So that was really... Um, the real big catalyst turning point for them showing that, you know, again, this is them showing that we're doing things in our way on our terms.
0: Wow. Well, you know, good for them.
1: Now, Yeah. Now, the big hoo-ha that surrounded that was that, the cottage cost two point four million to renovate, which was all taxpayers' oh. money. So there was okay. a lot of <laughs> hoo-ha. And again, obviously, it being Megan, okay. then of course they're going to make even more of a big hoo-ha about it. Now, so following on from that, okay. um, in 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 September. Of the same year, twenty nineteen, they did a tour of South Africa. Oh yes, yes, right. So, did you see that the documentary? South Africa, and they did a documentary.
0: Right, right.
1: Now, the documentary was really very telling because this is where we really got to see and hear firsthand from both Harry and Meghan Mm. about Mm. um, you know things that they were going through, um, you know, mentally. Right and I think she ma- made struggle.
0: I think she made some reference that you know how she was being treated in that, and I think that was kind of she the did. first leak in media and officially yes. under air protection in a documentary that she, maybe she wasn't being treated so well not only on the outside but the inside as well.
1: Yes, I mean she was very careful obviously about what she was right. saying because right. she's not gonna absolutely say everything and document everything she's going through right. but it was very very clear that they were both under immense pressure mm-hmm. and i think that was very clear to see from both of them mm-hmm. i mean i think Harriet kind of you know when um tom bradbury who was the um, he's one of our um reporter's he's a correspondent here Mm. he was the one that was um following them on the tour Mm. and you know asking them the questions and it was you know when he spoke to harry harry was sort of um talking about the fact that him and his brother don't really see much of each other anymore that you know perhaps they're not as close Mm. to one another anymore Mm -hmm. so we knew that there was sort of some strains going on with the relationship with his brother, that they were not as close as they used to be. Mm. Um, But also in in what, as you said, you know, what Megan was alluding to, which was that, you know, nobody seems to really even ask her how she is um, and and how she's doing and that their mental health were, Hmm. you know, suffering. So that was the first we actually got to hear from them themselves about how they were feeling, all the press intrusion, right. all the, um, you know, the onslaught of, of, of what they were going through.
0: Wow. Do you think there's any, now there's also been rumor about civil rivalry, you know, with uh, Kate and um, William that they, they might be feeling a little shadowed by all of the attention that uh, Meghan and Harry receives.
1: Yeah, that could be a possibility. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule that out. But also on the flip side of that, um, that sounds very feminine
0: to me. You know, if there is any sense of competition, because I'm sure that they both teams have their publicists and you know all the people that help to manage them. And I understand they both have you know their Twitter and this that and the other, particularly you know uh, uh, Kate and William, Prince William. So. You know, anything that's coming out in social media and uh, the feel of maybe Kate Williams' team that feel that they need to always best to try to draw attention. And they, they're they probably trying to smolder the attention that Harry and Meghan has been getting.
1: Oh, yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Because the thing is, the thing to remember is um, William is in direct line. To the
0: throne, right? He's the first. So he's the first in line. So
1: wait a minute. Harry's like Harry is like the sixth in line. So so wait a minute. Never ever. Exactly.
0: So as six, I didn't realize that you know he's referred to as the sibling. He's referred to as uh, what was the term that I heard? Uh, The spare. Have you heard that term? The spare. I've never heard
1: that term. I heard that on a on a podcast.
0: That, you know, that follows British royalty and that, you know, just to be called considered the spare is an insult. Mm. And he had to come up in that shadow.
1: So imagine, imagine then how he must feel emotionally, you know, how he must feel about that, knowing that, that he's living in the shadow of his brother, You know, that's not nice for anybody. And not just that, you know, you're doing it on a public stage. This isn't something that's in private. Like, you know, you have siblings that are, you know, living in the shadow of another sibling. But this is done privately. This is very much publicly. So imagine.
0: When you look at all of these things and you just check, 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 I would... Uh, just as Megan, you know, suggests, and I'm going to refer them as H&M, okay, give them that mm-hmm. royal H&M. H&M. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, that I would want to be, you know, uh, live a life of a lot of privacy and have a little more control and protection over my child, bringing up my child. I don't blame them.
1: I don't blame them. I absolutely don't blame the move that they eventually End up, ended up making yeah. because I just I, I feel like I mean you've also got to back to this in as well yeah. where the press have really gone to town yeah. um, with Meghan in a way that they they didn't with Kate this is Harry having to almost relive this because this is what his mother went through oh, she yeah. went through an awful time with our press right? and you know because she was also princess diana was also somebody that was very much wanting to do things in her own way on her own time terms and she did do that on many many of occasions where she did break away from royal protocol and i loved her for it and the people here loved her for it because you've got you know you've got lots of people that are, are royalists and they absolutely love the institution of the royal family. Right. And then you've got people here that are very anti-the anti royal family because, you know, our, our our taxes that we go out and we work, and you know, goes into the yeah. royal family's pockets. And right. so a lot of people are quite aggrieved by that. Um, so, you know, with, with, with what Harry saw his mother go through, his main thing has always been, I do not want my Wife to go through this and suffer this fate that my mother went through with the British press.
0: Totally understandable, and he's made reference to that publicly. Um, oh, on, so on many, many occasions. So, many occasions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so let's see. So getting back to the anything else on that chronology after before we lead up to the 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 Mexit. So what happened? Yes. After? So I'm,
1: I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there to mix <laughs> it, and, and and we're going to discuss the term mix it as oh. well when we get there. Okay. Yes. So, um, so yeah, they do their tour of South Africa oh, September yeah. 2019. We get the insights into what's going on for them and where they're at mentally and how they're struggling. Um. So now we're at in November 2019 the couple announced that they're not going to be spending Christmas with other members of the royal family. And instead, Mm. this is when they begin their exit strategy, Mm. let's call it that, Mm -hmm. where they spend six weeks. They're going to take a six-week break in Canada.
0: And that was in December? So this was
1: the start. Okay. That was November 2019. So, So the six weeks led them into... December which ended up they spent a lot longer in Canada I believe Harry was sort of flying backwards and forwards because when they announced this the royal family had no idea and there was no discussion around it so it was just something that they did Mm. and again breaking from the royal protocol, because remember, there's protocol, there's channels yes. that you have to go through when you want to do anything. I mean, I heard that, you know, you know, Megan wasn't allowed to wear, wear certain things. She wasn't allowed to have bright nail polish on. <laughs> she had to wear, like, neutral colors. I mean, so many things, you right.
0: know. Right, the muted colors. all
1: part of the protocol. And I kept thinking to myself, how is this... You know, in in my mind, I'm thinking, how is she coping with all of this? I mean, you know, I know, you know, women from California are pretty, pretty fierce and pretty independent and, you know, do things in their own way on their own terms. And she's very much like that. So how could you possibly cope being told you cannot do this and simple things, very simple things that we take for, for granted? So yeah, they spend that break in Christmas. Now, we are now on to the new year and on the 8th of January 2020, this is when the big announcement comes on their Instagram page, where they announce their intentions to step back as senior royals and become financially independent. Now this sent complete shockwaves through the royal family, the British aristocracy, literally the whole country, because, first of all, again, they broke from royal protocol, didn't sit down with the Queen, didn't sit down with um, Prince Charles and have a discussion about their intentions. They just announced it Mm. on their Sussex Royals Instagram page.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is where this whole... Megxit term came into play, ah. and Megxit is a take on the Brexit right. term. Yeah, right. so Brexit is us leaving the European Union. Right. Union. Right. Megxit is Harry and Meghan exiting the UK for Canada. Right. <laughs> okay. So they announced that they planned to live in Canada. I think it was on Victoria Island where they were were were, were living, and now. This term, Megxit, I, I, I definitely have a problem with it. And the reason I have a problem with it is this is all, again, an inference to Meghan being the catalyst of everything. That she's the one that wants to leave, that she's the one, yes. Right. And so it's actually quite a derogatory term.
0: Wow. So it, it sounds like, so the British press and their take on it, It's clear that with all of the, you know, uh, the inflammatory press, you know, going after her and that it sounds like uh, the press's influence with their family caused a lot of friction that we don't know all about. Maybe leaked a little bit within, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, Harry's family. And uh, then, you know, so you've got the family You've got the media and you've got the public and it sounds like you know that the media's take that, you know on that the family was blindsided backstabbed you know by uh you know the 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 mexit mexit and, yes yeah, yes you know on and and it and apparently it was leaked somehow i don't know if it was announced through uh, twitter but that, you know, their plans was, it was leaked through Twitter and it just went amok.
1: Well, I think, I think it was not leaked through, I'm not sure if it was leaked through Twitter mm. and then they decided to re- release their statement, but clearly they would already, you know, they had had all their plans already firmly in place, that, that's for sure. You know they'd had their plans, and I, and I and I believe that the reason they kind of broke away from Kensington Palace and split from you know doing things under the same umbrella as um, William and Kate was that there was, you know, that feeling of a lack of trust. I'm not saying that, that he didn't trust trust William, but it was people within the whole household that they didn't trust, you know, whether it was the press secretary, whoever it was, because these people were clearly leaking information. Hmm.
0: Wow. I know now this is just... So, oh, I was just going to make a comment about the, the, the press and the type of things that they said. One of the things that they referred her uh, to as five clicks from trailer trash, chimpanzee and, uh, you know, and of course I said attention, uh, <laughs> attention getting and you're right, attack for eating avocado toast. And Harry. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. And Harry, he, he said mean- it last year that, you know, when you just to uh tail on what you said about how he want to protect his wife that he referred to the press as bullying and that, uh, and it was exactly what his mother faced. And so if he could do anything to protect her, that's what he was going to do. So, um, I know there's a legal side to this and we'll get to that, but Mm -hmm. back to the, uh, the, you know, what they're dealing with after going to Victoria, they were invaded by paparazzi and, uh, just the things that got leaked. So they got married when they got married, what, May? And then last 2018, year. 2018, yeah. Yeah, and then right after she got married, she wrote a letter to her dad uh, that got leaked to the press, too.
1: Right. Or leaked right. in then, the press. Yeah, and who leaked that letter? That's the big question. Who leaked that letter? Somebody on the inside, in the right? Somebody on the inside definitely leaked that letter. Yeah, this was a very private and personal letter.
0: So some, which is really, that's scary. Because to me, that says, somebody, you know, whether you accuse, somebody's acting as a double agent who's befriended them and Mm. gained their trust. Yes. So either they're getting paid and hopefully they cleaned out that camp. Uh, But this is, this is what they've been surrounded by all along.
1: Right, so this is why they broke away and they they appointed all their own new staff. Once they broke away from Kensington Palace mm. and the press secretaries and the secretaries and all of these people were, you know, it was because there was a lack of trust. They knew that they didn't know who was leaking all this information, but right. someone clearly is leaking information. So they felt the need to break away and employ their own staff right. and... Do things in their own way, and I, I and I feel like you know their backs were against the wall, they really had no choice.
0: So, speaking of uh, their own staff, so one of the people that they've employed, Harry employed, is Sarah Latham, who was a former advisor to Hillary Clinton.
1: Oh, wow! Wow, that's yes, what I, I said. heard about her. Yeah. Yes,
0: yeah. yes,
1: that's a good
0: one. Oh, yes. well, they're, they're serious, he's serious, they're serious about oh, this.
1: Oh, well, the thing is, they're serious because the thing is. They are plotting, and they have been plotting and planning their next moves. Yeah. Okay, so from... um been, when they went to Canada and they extended their stay in Canada, um, I I believe Harry was flying back to the UK, had talks with the Queen, had to finalise this whole, you know, we're no longer a part of the royal family, we're going to be independent, we're going to make our own money. I believe they promised to even pay back the 2.4 million Mm. that was used to renovate their their, um, Frogmore cottage and they are forging out their own lives their own um, independence.
0: Mm. You know, I mean, this is this is really all good for them to start a new life in Canada. Um, you know, I, I I noticed that there was some speculation that perhaps they're intention, because when they were talking about them exiting uh, the UK, there was talk that they might pot- potentially come to the US. Now, but I, yes. right, but I always knew from, you know, uh, just a little over what, 2016 after Trump became president, that she said she did not want to live in the States. So mm-hmm. now, it, it is, you know what, I wouldn't second guess that uh, depending on this next election, which I'm hoping and praying that mm-hmm. we're going to have a new president. We need to get this one out. I I could see them uh, getting a second home in the Malibu area or something. You know, there was, there's, it was said that princess Diana, when she was with Fayyad, you know, that they were planning to get a place in Malibu. And I, and I, I read somewhere, came across some information that, you know, that that was a consideration for H and M. Well, I think, um,
1: they're actually in California. They moved. Uh, uh, the last I heard, yeah. about three or four weeks ago, mm-hmm. they're already, they're in LA now. Really? They. That's why I, I feel like. The Canada move was never a permanent move. Mm-hmm. It was a sideways move mm-hmm. to the longer term goal
0: mm-hmm.
1: of being in California because. Let's face it. If they now have to be financially independent,
0: right.
1: Where is the best place for them to be? Her, I don't think she's going to go back to an acting career. I, I don't I think don't so either. that she's at, I believe you know she's done some voiceover work for Disney, and you know she may do a couple of things like that down the line. Ooh. But I, I believe their earning potential is going to be crazy. You know their something? earning potential.
0: Uh, here's an idea. I wouldn't be surprised if they'd take on projects like Michelle and Barack. Absolutely. In production, you know. Absolutely. And still doing the charities and documentaries and having uh, a good uh, social and philanthropic impact on different, you know, populations.
1: So Harry is a patron of 16 charities here in the uk okay and i believe megan is the patron of four and they mm. are still going to keep those patronages they're right. not giving them up and they don't want to like let people down right. so there's still a lot that they'll be doing here in the uk and so they'll be splitting their time mm. basically but i feel that they're going to be more permanently based
0: mm-hmm.
1: in la and of course her mother's there as well isn't she
0: yes and she's close to her mother. it sounds like
1: she's very very close to her mother so her, her her mother's there so I believe that you know the Canada move you know that they've done everything very very carefully
0: hmm. and
1: plotted out and planned their exit strategy very carefully it has sent a lot of shockwaves it has sent a lot of ripples a lot of people are hmm. blaming her but I don't believe it's just her I feel you know Harry has made it clear from way before he, he, he met Meghan that he has struggled in in the royal family. He has really struggled with being a prince and all what comes with that and all the press intrusion. And I feel like he's very, very much his mother's son. You know, she struggled yes. with that and tremendously.
0: I agree, I agree. Now what do you think I, I thought, you know, here's the thing and talk about double standards. So Harry's not the first to, you know, to uh, uh, remove himself from royalty. Prince Andrew just did it in November. What about, now that's the story that will never die. Prince Andrew's (laughs) relationship to Jeffrey Epstein, the the criminal who who committed suicide, you know, who, who, you know, for pedophilia and, you know, raping and, you know... uh, Sex with paid mm. sexual workers, you know? Um, trafficking
1: these young girls. Yes. Trafficking young girls. Sex trafficking, trafficking young, that's yes. what it is. Trafficking young girls for these his billionaire and millionaire friends to have sex with these under underage girls. Now, let's be clear about <laughs> Prince Andrew's involvement and where this is going to go. Yeah. He will never be tried. He will never be tried. You know that, right?
0: Well, he's avoiding the FBI like the plague.
1: Of course he is. <laughs> of course he is. But he will never be tried. Right. It just won't happen. Right. It won't happen. He's a member of the royal family. It, it just won't okay? happen. Right. It just won't happen. Let me tell you now, it won't happen. Well, Okay, so they yeah. can chase him all they, all they want. But somehow that's it's just Not going to. That's just not going to
0: happen. No, he'll be protected. But what I,
1: I mean, you know, because of Harry and Harry and Meghan exiting the UK, you know, he, 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 his story kind of went into the shadows. Which God, he should be thankful for, because it, it was everywhere. Right. So his story kind of. Went into the shadows because there was, you know, this, you know, Harry and Meghan strategy was just taking precedence and everything they were I'm doing. I'm sure he was you know, happy.
0: Was just, he probably felt like Bill Cosby oh, when so when uh, R. <laughs> R. Kelly <laughs> story came out. It's like Bill Cosby probably said, thank God they could take their minds oh, gosh, off yeah. of me for a while. <laughs> yeah.
1: Of course, because now someone else is in the spotlight. Exactly. It takes all the heat (laughs) off of what you're doing and what's going on in your life. So, um, yeah, no, I believe that, you know, I mean, I believe they've done the right thing. At the end of the day, I feel that, you know, Harry has made it no, like like I said, no secret that he has not really, you know, enjoyed royal life. And, you know, there's been many reasons as well for harry to want to break away because he has suffered a lot with mental health issues not sure if you're aware of that and if they've really done much
0: reporting yeah. on that in the united
1: states
0: i, I am a but bit. he has
1: suffered a lot mm-hmm. with, and he's been he's a patron of a one of our mental health charities here or they started their own mental health charity him and his brother now All
0: right because they were doing the, a psa Uh, Wasn't that last November the PSA on mental health, every mind matters campaign?
1: That's right. Is that still playing? Yeah, that's still going. Oh, good. That's still going. Now, the thing is um, with Harry, now there was a lot of speculation when Harry was born Mm -hmm. that he was potentially not Prince Charles's, Son.
0: No! Dun 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 You gotta be kidding. Dun, dun,
1: dun, dun. Oh. Potentially. Okay.
0: Um Well who could have now, potentially
1: Well bit- they were saying him. that Well, they were saying that it was this um military ex military guy that was quite high up in the UK military. Mm. Um Oh, his name is James Hewitt. Really? James Hewitt. Wow. Now, there's a lot of images of him alongside Harry. Well, yeah, there is a resemblance. Really? So, yeah, there is a resemblance. Now, so what you've got to consider uh, in that is how that would play on his mental health because surely he is aware of that and what has been talked about in the press. Uh-huh. Um That's that's a tough um,
0: one. That's a tough one. Really tough one.
1: So then, in a sense, what that means is, is he really a member of the royal family?
0: Wow. You know what? Wouldn't you like to see that DNA result?
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I don't think we ever ever will. We'll never (laughs) see that. (laughs) We would never see that. So you've got to think of how the reporting of that... You know, his mother or what she went through with the press. You know, he's met someone who's of mixed heritage that he's fallen madly in love with. And, you know, they're married now and her whole treatment, how that has played such a huge part in Hmm. his life and not wanting to, you know, continue as a senior member of the royal family.
0: I can see and I'm looking at this on Google and, of course, you know, James Hewitt denied that he's, you know, uh, Prince Harry's father. But I do in the nose, the shape of the eyes, the, the skin tone is a little gingery, and the shape mm-hmm. of the mouth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well. I don't know. You don't know, eh? We will never Neither know. Neither do I. Just like remain. Prince Andrew will, we will be protected. Never know. And we you know, and he'll never go you know uh, before trial, the same thing we will never know this, will we
1: yeah, no, we won't and i I believe he really has found true happiness with megan i I really do believe that I believe that obviously she brings something very special to his life that makes him feel complete in a way, yeah, and you know, I think the move. Is going to be a great move for them. I really, really do think so. It's going to be a fantastic move for them. They're not going to be broke. You know, they are no way, shape or form, going to be broke. And I think they're both, both going to be much happier just living their lives on their own terms.
0: You know what? And I tell them I'm okay with that with them. Now, you know, I just want to touch upon just some of the legal challenges and things that they've been dealing with for some time. Historically, I know that, uh, that there was a phone tapping case in the early 2006, and that was in Harry sued the Sun and the Mirror for that in the early 2006, and it and um, you know exposing the phone tapping. But what I didn't realize is that there were a lot of people who were the victims of the same uh, tabloids phone tapping.
1: There was loads of people, loads of celebrities. I think. Um Hugh Grant oh really do you know who Hugh yes. Grant is he was in yes. uh, the film Notting Hill and yeah. he was also involved yeah. in that scandal on um, mm. Sunset Boulevard
0: mm.
1: he was one of them
0: hmm.
1: he was one of them that sued there was loads of celebrities here that, that sued loads and loads and this, this phone tapping so as a result of that whole phone tapping t- uh, tapping um, saga that mm-hmm. um, the, the we, a Sunday paper that we used to have here called the News of the World was the main uh, paper that was involved in that. And they actually closed down. They they closed down. They had to close down. I mean, wow. after all the lawsuits and everything, there was just no way. So, so yeah, that's, they no longer exist.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So it looks like last October, I believe, that um, Harry filed against the Daily Mail for posting that private letter that was sent to her father uh, yes, and yeah, that the lies did. and he alleged that the media cont- continuously tells lie after lie after life, lie during his wife pregnancy and even after
1: yeah I mean you know the British press are, 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 are brutal and you know <sighs> He, they they did the right thing. I mean, that's all going through court, I believe, at the moment. Um, but I just want to share with you a quote that he 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 made. So this was a personal personal handwritten letter hmm. that he had, had um, issued in October twenty nineteen, where he was blasting the British British tabloids hmm. for its reporting on Meghan. At the same time, he issued a statement saying that um, that. Meghan had filed a lawsuit against the Mail on Sunday and the Associated Newspapers and its parent companies. Now, I want to quote um, him as saying, they're suing over the intrusive and lawful publication of a private letter written by by them and published in the media group, which was false and deliberately defamatory about her as well as her husband. hmm Mm. Um. So so yeah, I mean, how far? I don't know how far they are actually going to get in this lawsuit. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure. Do you
0: are you aware but, whether or not they have more than one lawsuit that's pending against media?
1: I think it's just this one, as far as I'm aware. Okay, it's just this one. But I know that recently, in the last couple of days, um, there was a some part of their lawsuit, which has been, been rejected. And I, I, I can't, I can't remember what part it is. I, I heard something on the news. I wasn't really paying much attention to it. Mm.
0: Yeah. I know that something came up uh, recently about uh, a lawsuit in, in them going after family, but they're trying to get her friend, some close friend to testify.
1: Oh, I didn't hear that. I don't know about
0: that. It was something that I heard or came across. But, um, wow. So my understanding that was there some kind of, uh, official, uh, not a pageant, but event when they did their, their Mexit from the UK?
1: No, there was no official event. Okay. Um, because, because, because what happened, like I said, in November, um, Meghan was already in Canada. I believe that Prince Harry was here or he'd flown. They were in Canada together. Then he flew back here for a week, had his talks with the royal family. They're hashing out the details of this whole exit and how they're going to, you know, what that's going to mean. Mm -hmm. Are they, you know, what royal duties they will have. I do know that they will no longer be able to have the titles, his royal highness and her royal highness. So they will still be known as the Duke and Duchess of um,
0: Sussex. Mm. There's some um, um, newspaper called CCN, Crypto Coins News, which is owned by a Norwegian entrepreneur. And apparently, mm-hmm. they do not like Megan at all. They're, they're, this came out on the April 28th, uh, and they have a, a, a tabloid. The headline reads, Megan Markle's pity party proves she was never cut out for royal life that she might be an American princess, but she was never actually cut out for roles, A uh, Royal uh, royal life. And it says that she already has experience in Hollywood and in the spot life as if she married as not, as if she married into the Royal family from a life of absolute obscurity. Now this looks like it might've been by way of Reuters media, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, and that, wow. Um, but she would have been again, treated see, differently if she, ugh. you know, uh, and the royal family would have behaved differently if Kate Middleton had been the one facing all of the the critic of the media.
1: Of course, of course they would have. And again, what this goes back to is classism. Right. Okay. It's it's about classism. You know, Meghan is not from aristocracy. Ar- aristocracy.
0: Right. She's,
1: she's not British. Well, number one, she's not British, so she's not from aristocracy. I mean, Kate isn't arist- from aristocracy, aristocracy right. but she is from That's a, a very, very middle class mm. and very well to do family. And, you know, her and uh, Prince William met because they were both ed- educated at Edinburgh University again, um, wow. so You know, this is about classism. That's what this is.
0: And so the media is, of course, daily mail. Anyway, so they, their comment is basically that she's naive. She's showing how naive she is. But the royal family is a British institution. There's no argument about that. But shutting out media mm-hmm. outlets just because they don't agree with the way they carry out reporting is simply unacceptable. That's their take on it. it
1: you see what I mean? It, it, it's not. To, it's nothing to do with that. It's about the way in which you're reporting on her. You know, this is the point that they're missing, and that's the very newspaper that she's suing anyway. So, of course, they're going to have something to say. Of course, they're going to have something to say. So while And the fact that they said... Oh, no, go ahead. No, well, what was their headline again about British...
0: Um, Ari- well, the, the headline actually is that... She's having a pity party and she proves she was never cut out for rural life. But, you know, their comment is that, you know, that she should understand that uh, that the the rural family is a British institution and that their relationship right. with uh, the media and, and and to shut out media outlets is just unacceptable.
1: Well, yeah, of course, we know that the royal family are a British institution. You don't have to tell, you know, say the word British, because she's non-British. Right. She knows they're a British institution, but at the end of the day, she isn't British, and so I mean, she doesn't understand what she's really marrying into. So, she,
0: I mean, I get it. So you know what? So the thing that gets me is that they they're they're trying. The British media is. Claiming or or labeling labeling her as a whiner, to me, on the other hand, it sounds like it's the media and particularly the British media that's doing the whining because they, they yeah they just want to sell papers and then plus they want to make her look as bad as possible if that means they can sell more papers. So they're whining now because they've taken themselves away and now they're they're bitching mm-hmm. and whining. Like a Mm (laughs) wuss.
1: I mean, you know, let's face it. They were, you know, the British press were never going to be happy with Meghan. Okay, they were never going to be happy with a mixed race, Mm -hmm. uh, a blue, a black blood
0: mixing with blue blood.
1: They were never going to be happy with that. I want to mention an article that's written by. She's a, a British journalist, but she also teaches. I think it's at the University of. Uh, well, somewhere, somewhere in the states, down south, uh, San Diego, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Her name's Apua. Hirsch, hmm. And she's written a really good piece that I would really recommend people reading. She's written a really good piece in the New York Times uh, that was, she wrote in January of this year. And the piece is entitled, Black Britons hmm. Know Why Meghan Markle Wants Out. Okay. Black Britons Know Why Meghan Markle Wants Out and it is because we have a very rigid class society and that's what she's talking about in this piece about the class society and the fact that you know Megan does not fit that mold
0: wow (laughs) oh uh, I'm sorry I just I just you know the article I just was reading some of the comments People are shrewd because all of the people, I guess the people that subscribe to certain articles and, you know, mag, you know papers and tabloids, they're all jumping on it. This one guy calls her an American princess, the Duchess of Skank. Wow. Wow. Whiny attitude. This is in that CCN, uh, the one I just mentioned that came out just yeah. you know less than a week ago um
1: and i'm sure I'm sure there's loads and loads of different comments on articles uh about I'm, I'm looking for the somebody just one really... person
0: to say that they understand where she's coming from and You know, and they're all well. They probably
1: edited those ones out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and how uh, you know, uh, her Megan backlash started when the media started to lie about how badly she was treated by her father, leading up to the wedding. Now that it's exposed as a deliberate, blatant lie on part of the media, now do you understand the difference? I think somebody, I'm certain that. Even someone like you would understand that there's a vast difference between scrutiny and blatant lies. I think this is someone that's trying to defend her. He was trying okay. to defend her. At least that's one person. But the majority of these people, wow, are so rude and mean and brutal. And you know what this is? This is clearly shows how blatant the racism is. And that's what these tabloids do in these, uh, you know, these uh, papers that feed upon and rely upon uh, the sentiment of other racists. And they jump on that. bandwagon. It's clear. Yeah. I mean, you know,
1: okay, if we just touch on the Brexit uh, issue just for a second. You know, that we, back in 2016, we were given, you know, this vote to leave Europe, yeah, and not be part of the European Union.
0: Wow. Here's a good comeback. Listen to this. Someone says, she says, let me see if I understand you. Kate was photographed because she deliberately sunbathed topless, knowing that there is a possibility that it would happen, I guess, to be seen. And then Megan being bashed for things that she's not guilty of, but invented the media for profit ratings, her father and his children for money, and the, the public because her husband should not have loved her as much as he have? Jeez. That's what that person <laughs> That says it. <laughs> right. It's like you that people are just really being ridiculous, really. Yeah, actually- At least there's a few people that are...
1: Yeah, I'm sure there are more than, you know, just comments on one of his pages and, you know, I'm definitely a champion of hers because I feel like, you know, at the end of the day you have to be happy and you have to be, you know, treated fairly and I think that's something that she said. In in the documentary that she did when she was in South Africa, you know, this is when we really got to see an insight into, you know, what what, what was really going on for her and apparently and and, and, and and how it was affecting her mentally. Is her saying, you know, all <coughs> I wanted to be, all I want is to just be treated fairly, right? Fairly.
0: Wow. So I. That was in, um, I think, I believe that was October last year, October 2019. Well, I hope she wins. I don't know, you know, how that's going up to this point. Let's see. May 1st, 2020, maybe Marquess, Marquess, absolutely. Well, I'll see. we That's the same public, publication. Mm says that she's already suffered a blow in her fight against the Daily Mail.
1: Huh. Yeah, that's what I was saying to you earlier. I think that we've already uh, lost all, 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 all one aspect of the lawsuit. So I'm not sure what the aspect is, but I, I briefly heard it on the radio yeah, was, uh, a few days ago. Well, you know what? I hope that, uh, you know, I hope they win
0: yes. this. tabloids, thank you of the letter. I hope, well, you know, uh, there's a lot going on. It looks like as recent as two days ago. Okay, so it sounds like she she loses the first round. It was posted in the New York Times, everything, just two days ago. Uh, So, but her lawyers are promising a battle royale with the UK tabloid. And they're going to continue to move forward even though they Mm. lost the first round. Right. Right. Wow. Okay. And I guess in defining what that loss is, um, hmm. I wonder what that was. Okay. So he's still, so apparently, uh, Prince Harry still has his lawsuit t- t- pending against the tabloids for that, uh, cell phone hacking. And you know, oh, he does? yeah, apparently so. It says that the lawsuit pending for the hacking of his cell phone voicemail, and that he lashed out against the tabloids' treatment of his wife, and he likened it to the the treatment of his mother. Um, Absolutely. Oh, you know what? It says last month a couple moved to Los Angeles, notified the the mail, and three other tabloids: the Sun and the Daily Mirror and the Daily. That's Express. right. That they would no longer that they don't engage have them. anything to do with Exactly. Them. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Okay. No, and I don't blame
1: them. Those are the three main tabloids that are really brutal and have been really, really brutal towards both of them, particularly towards Megan.
0: Wow. Huh. Okay, so the judge expressed sympathy for the newspaper's argument. Now, that's ugly that Megan's claim about his behavior were either not adequately argued or irrelevant to her claim of privacy infringement. So the judge says, I do not consider the allegations struck out on the basis go to the heart of the case, which is at the core of the concerns of the publication. That's what the judge said. So that's what they mean about the, the this first is why.
1: This is why I feel... I just don't feel they're going to win this case.
0: Hmm.
1: I don't. I don't feel they are.
0: Well, you know, I would say here's my thing. At the end of the day, I think that they were right for taking a legal approach to it because you you gotta hit them where it hurts. Now, whether you win or not, because if you fail to fight or don't put up one, you know, it might take us. They're going to have to spend money in their defense anyway. Right. Yes, so And we yes. have to believe that Harry and Megan have a uh, certain ex- access to monies, to, you know, for for whatever uses that would afford them to go after the newspapers. If anything, this would definitely put up a yellow flag, maybe even a red one. Be cautious about the things you're saying and approach of you continue because you may find your paper out of business eventually.
1: Absolutely. Because that
0: has happened before. Right. So bravo to them for going after the blue blazers. (laughs) Taking their blue blazers (laughs) after, you know, the scum blazers, I'm going to call them. (laughs) Yep. Put their blue blazers on the scum blazers. So good for them. Good for them. So on a positive note, maybe what's, you know, we could look at... Uh, their next chapter, which means they can start looking at some stuff behind them.
1: Yeah, no, totally, and I think that's 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 um, you know, this is a new chapter for them, right? And you know, the Canada move was the sideways ways move yeah. to the eventual goal of getting to LA, where yeah. they know where they can really make some serious. Right. money and have an impact i don't think right. it's about necessarily you know carving out this huge financial career i think it's more still doing their you know a lot of their charity work and um you know just 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 making a difference to the world and i think that's what's really most important to them both
0: yeah and also um uh, maybe you know just getting support you know where they're going to be mm. really really supported i think that's an important and, they and know valued
1: that. and being valued, being valued.
0: Right. You know, and they they can look forward to the future of their, you know, their family, their projects, and just, you know, their charities. Um and you know, and just having some fun. I understand that Harry did something on Twitter, uh, I'm not sure how long ago it was, but he did like kind of little jokingly PSA about uh <laughs> About uh, gingers unite united (laughs) (laughs) and and, you know and it showed the fun side of harry so you know i'm glad that they could get to a place where they could do some things that's fun
1: yeah no totally absolutely and and that's what life's about you know i think you know again this is what megan alluded to in the documentary it's like you know there's no point in just existing you've got to be living You know, you've got to be living life. And that's what she was basically saying. Like, I'm not really living. I'm just existing right now. And I want to get back to a place where I'm living. And, you know, I'm firing on on all cylinders.
0: Exactly. I agree. I agree.
1: Yes. So just to kind of close out a little on that, I want to share again something from Apu Apu Hirsch. Um, who wrote that piece, about Black Britons Know Why Meghan Markle Wants mm. Out. Okay. Now, she's basically said, Harry and Meghan's act of leaving the UK is basically two fingers up at the racism of the British establishment. Mm. It might be the most meaningful act of royal leadership that she's likely to ever see
0: wow yeah and that
1: was her saying that it's like you know what british establishment Hmm. you know these people have gone and this is the best thing they could have done for themselves so yeah i do believe that they're going to be okay i do believe that everything's going to be fine and financially they will not struggle
0: you know what and i agree that's well said you know And I think it's something that you have to understand and what it means, because obviously there's the British Royal Society and be a part of every place has some type of uh, class society based on class and to be a part of something where you're always going to be considered, even though you married into it, but you're always going to be considered an outsider. Totally. What kind of life is that? And, and uh, that, that for your child to be scrutinized yeah. and maybe to be face some bullyism as they're coming up and they're when a child should be live innocently and happy. But then mm-hmm. if you're going to be told things and taunted and teased and, you know, and she wants, I can see they want to protect their child from all of that. And, oh, of course. And, of any course. other future children they have.
1: Absolutely.
0: So. Give up for them, I mean, uh, uh, bravo for them for taking it and not being afraid to step outside of that pressure and, you know, and just be, have a new beginning.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: So, okay, well, look, I, you know, I love it. I'm with them, I'm a fan, and I'm all for them.
1: <laughs> Same. <laughs>
0: Uh, so do we have on that? Let's see. How about our Shiro? our our she Shiro our our positive woman for the day, public, private figure, alive or an ancestor. We always want to recognize uh, some uh, a Shiro who has made a positive impact on life or you know or in community or in society. We want to recognize her for her and honor her for her strength, her leadership, courage, creativity, and uh, her motivating and never give up spirit. Who do we have today?
1: So today's hero is Claudia Jones. Okay. Okay. So Claudia Jones was a feminist. She was a black nationalist, a journalist, a political activist, and a community leader. Mm. The diversity of her political affiliations clearly illustrated her multifaceted approach to the struggle for equal rights in the 20th century. So Claudia was born in Belmont, Port of Spain, Trinidad in 1915. And at the age of eight, she moved to Harlem, New York with her family. For over 30 years, she lived in New York and during this time became an active member of the American Communist Party where she honed her journalistic and community leadership skills, she also joined the NAACP. Mm. Mm. By 1948, she became editor of Negro Affairs for the party's paper, The Daily Worker, and had evolved into an accomplished speaker on human and civil rights. In 1955, she was deported from the US and given asylum Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and she was given an asylum in England really? where she spent she, she she did where she spent her remaining years working with London's Afro-Caribbean community. She founded and edited the West Indian Gazette which despite financial problems remained crucial in her fight for equal opportunities for black people. Now, Claudia Jones's lasting legacy is undoubtedly the Notting Hill Carnival, which she helped launch in 1959 as an annual showcase for Caribbean talent. Was that 1959? 1959. That's the carnival's been going for like... Oh, my God. Yeah, like over 50 years, like 56 years. Wow,
0: okay. Yep.
1: Yeah. um, In later years, uh, uh, Claudia protested against the 1962 Commonwealth Immigration Act, which restricted the immigration of those coming in from Commonwealth countries. Although Mm -hmm. she died quite young, at the age of 49 in 1964, her legacy of championing the rights of migrants and workers has lived on. In September 2018, the Telegraph newspaper here in London ran a series of articles called Hidden Credits, where they paid homage to Claudia in a piece called Remembering Claudia Jones. It was to celebrate 100 years since British women were given the right to vote. So that's our Shiro, Claudia Jones.
0: Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> Wow. And I um, thought she'd, she,
1: you know, I was going to use her in the last uh, podcast that we did, but, I, you know, I switched to um, somebody that I felt was more fitting to the topic of what we was talking about. So, choosing Claudia for this week, I think, you know, was a good one because, you know, she's a journalist and a feminist and a champion of, of, of women's rights which very much I feel that Megan is also, uh, uh, you know, a feminist in her own way, but also champions women's rights and, you know, loves to empower other women.
0: I love it. That's wonderful. So here's a big up to Claudia Jones, a fabulous woman born in Trinidad, feminist, uh, who stood up for uh, civil rights, women's rights, and who uh, went from from Trinidad to New York? Um, it, although she was deported, and you know that was because she was a communist. And yes. um, and then ended up doing wonderful things in in the UK on behalf of Afro Caribbean rights. What a legacy! Plus having started uh being credit for starting uh starting the Notting hill carnival which is world Car- famous today
1: it is it's the biggest carnival in europe
0: that's right wow mm-hmm. which i missed one of the weeks. biggest
1: one of the biggest in the world in the world i've got a f- yeah i've got a feeling that carnival might not happen this year
0: probably won't august
1: is a few months away but it's a very large gathering of millions of people over three days. So
0: well, just think this will be the see. first time that it won't happen in about, what, 61 years.
1: First, yeah, it'll be the first time, which would be a shame, but hey, they've been looking for a reason to stop Carnival for years, so <laughs> Here's a bigger as, as big a reason as any, I suppose. Well,
0: keep us posted. Well, listen, will, we'll on that, it's uh, time for us to close, and I want to close with... Uh, with uh, three, three things. This I believe. So, I want you. I, I'll start with my three things. Okay. So this, this I believe. Uh, discipline is an exercise for the mind. This I believe. Learn something new to enhance your life. And this I believe. And and I want to give uh, credit to. H&M Harry and Megan never look back on new beginnings <laughs> Colleen you're this yes, I believe I,
1: this I believe I believe anything is possible anything you want to achieve that you uh, put your mind to is possible this I believe I believe that Harry and Megan are going to be just fine I believe that they're going to be successful beyond their wildest dreams this I believe I believe that we will come out of this pandemic and learn a lot about ourselves and about other people this I believe
0: Yay! Well, that hey. with well, that, I, this I believe we had a great show.
1: <laughs> we had a great show. So, a great discussion. Thank
0: you so much. Uh, you know, I just um, enjoy doing this with uh, with my sister extraordinaire across the pond. So yes, and you know, please again if this is your first time listening, be sure to uh, support us on uh, Patreon. That's uh, Sister Love Untethered and Under the Radar, you can rate us with, leave us with a five-star rating on Patreon or uh, any of, uh, not Patreon, but on Stitcher or any of the platforms that you listen to. And be sure to share and like with someone else. So, thanks for listening.
1: Thank you for listening and thank you for having me. I'll be back on a regular basis. Yay. Lots more to come.
0: Yay. We want you back. Okay, with that, everyone have a good week until next time. Bye. Bye.